Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We know that you want to live an inspired and fulfilling life. Maybe there are a few things that you need to get you there. Welcome to What Matters with your host, Mary Beth Lodge. In today's world of distractions, we can get overwhelmed with day-to-day responsibilities that keep us busy, frustrated, and confused. With an emphasis on the power of the mind and drawing on the fields of personal health, education, neuroscience, business, and spirituality, we'll discuss practical strategies to help you stay focused on your priorities, choices, and results. Now... Here is Mary Beth Lodge. Good morning. How are you today? What a wonderful day this is and a week of holiday preparation. I want to thank you for taking the time to spend with me this morning on what matters. You know, this is the show that will challenge you to make a difference, even during this busy week. And it is the show that challenges you to make a change within yourself, a change that carries positive change into those lives around you, the people you love, the people you encounter every day. So for this one hour, spend the time listening and thinking about how this information presented here today applies to you. Not your significant other, your best friend, your child, your parent, or your coworker. Just you. You are the only person you can really change, and you are the only person you are responsible for. You are the person that can truly make a difference in this world. Now, I know we're busy. We're all busy. This is a busy week for many, many people. And we have busy lives. And sometimes we love that rush of being very busy and getting lots done. And sometimes we just get caught up in the tasks. We do all the obligations, and at the end of the day, when we look back, we realize that we lost focus. We forgot our goals. We forgot what was important to us. Or we took for granted the people and the things that are most important to us. It's easy to get cluttered up, especially at this time of year. We have lots of tasks. We have lots to do. And it's easy to clutter our minds with information, with tasks, with thoughts, all kinds of things. But when it comes right down to it, we really want to appreciate the people around us, the lives that we touch, the lives that touch us, and the actions that really count. So let's start this morning by making our own sunshine Once again, it has been a rainy, rainy morning in my part of the world, and as I look outside, there is a little ray of sunshine coming through the clouds. 
That's two weeks in a row we've had that happen, and it's a wonderful experience, isn't it? What are you grateful for today? Move into that space. Change your mind and move into that wonderful, loving spot of gratitude. Who are the people that are most important in your life? Are you saying that you're grateful for them? Have you said that to them? Have you taken the time to truly appreciate the things that people do for you? The love that they send you? The tasks that they do for you? Maybe it's not what they do for you, but what they do for someone that you love. This is the time of year to truly reflect on that and to spend the time perhaps to write a note, to send a letter, or to in some way let someone know that you appreciate them. You know, that is the message that was supposed to happen when we give gifts to each other in this season. It's supposed to be a gift that shows that we appreciate you. I think we've lost that message somewhere. I think sometimes we give gifts because it's an obligation. We give gifts because we're supposed to. Because that's what people do at this time of year. I don't know why you give gifts. I don't know how you select what you give. But I do know that when someone gifts me, I recognize that they are saying in their way that they appreciate me. And I try to reflect that as well in the note that I write back and in any gift that I give. Now, sometimes I spend a lot of time thinking through what would that person truly appreciate. And sometimes I just want it to say, I love you. I appreciate you. You're important to me. I think the gift is a way to say that. But sometimes the words are much more important. So make sure your words match what your intent is. In this time of year, in this season, it is a time for gratitude and appreciation. And it might be hard for you to find those quiet moments to reflect and appreciate. But I would encourage you in this season, in this week, to take breaths, to breathe, to step back, and to pause. I know that seems so out of line for right now, so counterproductive, but yet it is what this season is about. The quietness, the reflection, the gift. And if you are rushing and trying to get all the tasks done, you miss the moments. This past weekend, my family had our gathering for the holidays. We do this ahead of the actual holidays so that all of the children, the grandchildren, and the great-grandchildren have a better chance of coming. And we had a wonderful blessing this year. My mother, who is 95, 
had five children, we were all present. That's the first time that that's happened in a long, long time. All of her grandchildren, except for two, were present with their families. And her great-grandchildren were there. This is so important to her. Now, one of my sisters and I ran around being silly, being crazy, getting everything done. And it was a wonderful day. But there was a moment when I realized that I had been running so much, I had no idea what conversations were taking place. So I had to stop and spend some time being with the people that I loved. It was such a wonderful blessing to stop here and there and just listen. Listen to the conversations. Listen to the giggles. We have lots of teenagers right now. All of the great-grandchildren are teenagers. And it's so fun to see them interact and to hear the conversations that they have with each other. And to notice how they connect to each other, even when they don't see each other very often. It was a wonderful day, and I would encourage you to take those moments as well. Even in the midst of the volume of things that you have to do, even in the midst of the actual gatherings, take that time and spend it in the present moment, enjoying the actual event. You know what happens to us? We spend more time enjoying the emotion of anticipation than we do enjoying the event. And sometimes we miss what actually happened. We miss the opportunities for joy, for appreciation, and for gratitude. So coming back around, coming back to gratitude, once again, I'd ask you to reflect, what is it that you're grateful for on this day? This is the winter solstice. Yes, this is the day that is the shortest amount of daylight in the season, in the year. But it is also the day that signals a new beginning. A day that signals that from this day, the days get longer. We are given the gift of more sunlight once again. This is the signal of change to the winter season. Now, some of you have been experiencing winter weather for quite some time. Because I was in Northeast Ohio over the weekend, I had the wonderful experience of a beautiful snowfall. And once again, it was a moment for me to really appreciate the beauty of a fresh snowfall. It came down quick. It was heavy. We were near the lake, so it's an automatic. We're used to that. And it coated every tree branch, every evergreen, with beautiful, fluffy white snow. It was so gorgeous. So beautiful. And that only happens in the winter. So, in the winter, there are opportunities for beauty, for appreciation, 
even in the midst of winter weather. What do you appreciate about this season? What do you appreciate about winter? Winter is a time of reflection, a time of quieting. That's what the season represents. It's kind of a time when we can go inside, perhaps to hibernate a bit. Some of us do that. We develop new ideas. We give birth to new creativity. When we emerge in the spring, we're ready, ready for that idea to become reality. You can use this winter season as that kind of a time for reflection. So once again, do you appreciate this time of year? Are you in gratitude for all the beauty that this season holds? We're going to take a short break now. And when we return, we'll move on with our topic for the day. This is Mary Beth Lodge, and you are listening to What Matters on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. Our topic for the day is a follow-up to our topic last week, procrastination. Remember that last week we spoke about procrastination. We had a wonderful guest on. His name was Michael. He was willing to do some coaching with us on the air. And I wanted to use that information, specifically some of the descriptions that he used, as kind of a springboard to lay out some very specific strategies that you can use to address and reverse your procrastination behaviors. So first, let's review the problem of procrastination. 
You remember the definition, right? The substitution of low-priority tasks for high-priority activities. It is the focusing of your attention on things that carry the least impact. Wasting energy, telling yourself to do something, not doing it, feeling frustrated or guilty for not doing it, and ultimately, you get rewarded when it works out. That ensures that the cycle will happen again. And perhaps as you listened to our guest, Michael, last week, you recognized yourself in his words. Do you put things off until the last minute? Do you have good intentions of getting started sooner this time? And, of course, it doesn't happen. Do you plan out your time and still don't get started until the last minute? Do you distract yourself with other tasks to avoid one that you don't like to do, don't want to do, or that was somebody else's idea? And what excuses do you make? I work better under pressure. Yeah, that's a good excuse. I've always been a procrastinator. Well, that'll ensure that you continue to be one. Oh, I have plenty of time. Hmm, probably not. It doesn't really matter. My last project was accepted and I got a good review. All of those are great excuses, but they're not getting you where you want to be, are they? Did you take my suggestion from last week and make a note of the type of procrastinator that you are? Let's start there. Perhaps you want to get a piece of paper and a pencil, something to work with. This is a day when notes might be important for you. Let's identify the kind of procrastination pattern you have. Yes, you are avoiding the activity that you deem is important, but how are you doing it? I've asked you to list your reasons for avoiding the task. What do you tell yourself? Are you the not enough time too busy procrastinator? Are you the I work best under pressure procrastinator? Are you the what if I make a mistake or what will other people think procrastinator? Are you the overwhelmed procrastinator? It's just too much to do. And that's an easy one to find this time of year, isn't it? Or are you the I'll do it when I feel like doing it or nobody's going to tell me what to do procrastinator? This part is important. So I encourage you to write it down if you haven't already done so. Knowing your pattern, having awareness, is the first step in the process of change. Now, I wonder if you can write down a few more details of your pattern. Take a moment to just describe the process you grow, go through as you procrastinate. Last week, we heard a great example from Michael. He spoke of wandering off into mind-numbing activities. And he had a, such a great description, didn't he? He'd start the research for his paper, and he'd go read an article, and then he'd go read another article. And he'd find himself, sometimes hours later, still looking at the research, following topic after topic, reading one more article, sometimes going off into an article of a different topic, and then another one, and then another one. It's like falling down the rabbit hole. You discover you're lost, but have no idea how you got there. Is this part of your pattern? Do you wander off with the intent to do one thing but end up somewhere totally different from that intent? Michael also talked about a lack of direction, not being really sure where he wants to go. It is very hard to plan a trip if you have no idea of the destination. I have a paperweight in my office that says, If you don't know where you're going, no road on earth will get you there. I'm sure someone important said that, but it's not credited on my paperweight. 
It is a wonderful way to prevent yourself from making a decision or from taking any action. This becomes a circular conversation with yourself. It starts with an idea of something you might want to do. And then you question whether it would be of benefit to you. While it might seem interesting, you are not sure if it is worth your time because you don't really know what you want to do. So you question whether it's a good investment of your time since you're not sure where it will lead you. And since you're not sure of where you want to go, and you're not sure of the potential outcome of pursuing your idea, you take no action. And the cycle starts again with the next idea. But the ultimate outcome is the same. No action. No forward movement towards any possible goal. It leads to a sense of floundering. Some people call that spinning their wheels. I usually refer to it as a hamster wheel. Lots of excitement in the thinking, but no real progress in actual direction or goal. Speaking of that, some people procrastinate by spending their energy in the excitement of the talking about it, but never actually taking the action to accomplish the idea. That is a very common form of procrastination. I think sometimes we don't even call it procrastination. Let's look to the neuroscience for the explanation of this one. Essentially, this happens because our brains are wired for emotional excitement in relation to the anticipation of something. Events, an idea, a piece of chocolate. We get an emotional surge during the anticipation phase that is rewarding in itself. The actual work of following through with the idea usually isn't as exciting or as emotionally rewarding, so we simply move on to the next thing to think about. This is often confused with visualization, and this is not visualization. It is not effective in creating our dreams, and it actually keeps us from evolving to a higher level of consciousness, because we are stuck on the hamster wheel of idea, excitement, and lack of action. Always looking for the next idea to get excited about. So do you have your pattern written down yet? Do you know your specific process of procrastination? Is it the rush? The fear of making a mistake? The perfectionism? That's a perfe perfectionism is also a fear reason. Is it resentment? That's an anger reason. You have to know which emotion you're dealing with in order to know which strategy to use. Because if you don't recognize the emotion, you might take an action that has nothing to do with converting that emotion, and you'll still be motivated by that emotion. So in other words, if you're afraid of making a mistake, but you use a strategy that's designed for the excitement, it won't work for you. It's the wrong one. Okay. So, what are the simple strategies for procrastination? Well, the first, and maybe the most obvious, is to do the opposite. You have to interrupt the pattern. So, if the first step in making a change is awareness, the next step is to interrupt the pattern. So how might you do that? I'd like you to think about something you've been successful at, something you love, or something you've achieved, and bring up that memory right now. 
right. Bring it up. Remember what it felt like. And notice where you feel that energy. Notice what it feels like to you. Is it excitement? Where do you feel excitement? Is it pride? Where do you feel pride? Is it power? There's a place for power too, somewhere in your body. Or is it joy? Where do you feel that? Wherever the emotion is, whatever the emotion is, just notice it and notice where you feel it. And when you have that memory at the height of the emotion, squeeze your right hand. Good. Now take a breath. Roll your eyes up to the ceiling. Bring them back down. Hum a little tune. (laughs) That's right. Good. Now, I'd like you to bring up a different memory. I'd like you to think of a time when you procrastinated at something. Or maybe you have something that you are procrastinating right now. Let yourself become aware of where you feel that feeling that goes with procrastination. Can you name it? Does it feel good or not so good? When you have the feeling at its strongest, squeeze your left fist. Good. Now take a breath. Roll your eyes up. Bring them back down. Hum a little tune. (laughs) Good. Now let's go back to the first part again. Bring back that memory of accomplishment, success, or something you love. Bring it up really strong. Magnify it. Amplify it. And squeeze your right hand again. Okay. Take a breath. Roll your eyes up. Bring them back down. And now, I'm going to ask you to take a nice deep breath. And as you exhale, I'd like you to squeeze both hands at the same time. Here we go. Nice breath up. And let it out. And squeeze both hands. That's right. And just wait a few seconds now for that to settle in. And begin to let your mind come up with a new way to take action on your goal. I wonder what will pop into your mind. I wonder what action you can imagine yourself doing. Isn't it interesting? For some of you, that thought will come very easily. And for others of you, that thought might come in a little while. But in procrastination, it's not just the thought, but the action that really matters. Only the action can resolve the problem. Only an action can create a new pattern. So in creating a new pattern, first, we have to make it small enough to do. So whatever the task, it's got to be small enough that you can get it done and short enough to complete it. So take that idea for a new action and break it down into little steps. What's the first thing that needs to happen? Last week, we heard Michael say the first thing he needed was a signature on his application. So, what is the first action for you to take? We often overwhelm ourselves with a task that seems too big to handle. The important strategy is to do it in small bits. And if you know that your attention span is short, 
especially for a task that you are a little ambivalent about, don't really want to do, but you know it's you got to get it out of the way to get to the next step, then plan it out in a way that matches your attention. Don't fight with your own nature. Honor your nature. Use it to your advantage. Do you have a way to lengthen your attention span? I do. Sometimes I use a particular style of music to maintain my focus for a longer period of time. And I use different types of music depending on the task that I'm going to accomplish. You know, there's one kind of music that really helps my concentration when I'm writing or working on my computer. And there's a totally different one when the task I have is physical but tedious. That might work for you. I don't know. Experiment with it. I call this controlled distraction. It's subtle enough to keep me focused, but not intrusive or an interruption of the task. Now, before we move to the next step, we're going to take a short break. And again, while we're on break, finish writing out those details so that you can really use this information to help you. This is Mary Beth Lodge, and you're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Good morning. Thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. We've been talking about the specific strategies for reversing a procrastination pattern. And so far, we've been talking about identifying that pattern. And also, we did a little exercise there to begin to reverse that procrastination pattern, to put you into action. So the next step 
in putting you into action is to identify the outcome. What do you want to be different? And what would that do for you? That's right. Step into the end. Imagine that it's already done. How does it feel? Do you get a wonderful relief? The excitement of getting it done? But I'm asking you to go even deeper than that. I'm not talking about the project. I'm talking about what it would feel like if you were successful in changing your pattern from inactive to proactive. Now, how do you feel about the task? Now, how do you feel about yourself? That's what's most important here. Can you change your belief about yourself? Can you look at working under pressure as a good skill to have, but not one you need to exercise every day? Can you change your self-talk from, I work best under pressure, to, I work well under pressure? Did you hear the subtle difference of those two statements? You see, in the past, you told yourself that you worked best under pressure. This implied that you had to have pressure to do your best work. But if you shift your language slightly and say, I work well under pressure, you can allow yourself to have the skill if you need it. Maybe there's a tight deadline and you have to work well under pressure. But you can also do well when the deadline is more flexible or when you're in charge of the deadline. It's a subtle difference, but it makes a big difference in how you perceive yourself. Next, identify the steps. How, does, how many steps does it take to get there? Okay, so go again to the outcome. Step into the end. Imagine the completion of the project. Now, working backwards, identify each step it will take to get there. So from the end of the project being done, what's the last thing that needs to be done before it's done? And what's the t- thing before that? And what's the thing before that? And come all the way back to the beginning. You're going to need to write these down. Remember, as you're doing this, make the steps small enough to actually be accomplished and short enough that you can get them done. Yes, write it down. So from the end, back to the beginning, write it down. Now, once that's done, add a timeline to it. Once you put a timeline on it, it becomes your project schedule. And with the timeline added to the steps that it takes, this is your action plan. That's right. This is what tells you which action to take and when it needs to be done. You don't have to make it overwhelming. It can be a little step, but it puts you forward towards the goal, towards the completion of that project. Now, the most important strategy for reversing a procrastination pattern, these are all nice and they're very important and you've done these by yourself. But the most important step is accountability. We heard it last week. Michael said it. You know, he has incredible, incredible self-discipline. He never, ever missed a practice because it wasn't even negotiable in his mind because he'd made a commitment to his teammates. And in his mind, they weren't even close to the same thing. 
There was no way that he would procrastinate practice. There was no way that he would procrastinate the work that it took to be an excellent swimmer. But that's not the same as getting a paper done in his mind. Why? Because accountability was missing on that paper. The pattern of procrastination only changes when you take action. And sometimes it takes an uncomfortable consequence to push us into action. And this is where the accountability contract comes in. So again, let me use an example from our last week's show. At the end of last week's show, I asked Michael to make an agreement to complete one step in the process of submitting his application for substitute teaching. He set a goal to obtain a signature on his application by Thursday of last week. So the first part of the accountability contract is a clearly stated outcome. It, had to, it has to be tangible, measurable, and doable. It has to be realistic. It has to be big enough to be a challenge, but small enough that you feel competent that you can actually complete it. And it has to be an action that you take, not an outcome that relies on someone else's action. This is your contract for action you take. You are only responsible for you, and you can only control your own behaviors. So spell out the very specific action you will take. And the timing of this, it can't be a month from now. It has to be shorter term. No more than seven days. Ten's really stretching it. Seven should be good enough. It should be a contract that identifies one of the steps or two of the steps in your action plan, and it has to be accomplished in a very short period of time. So spell out that specific action with a deadline of when it needs to be done. Now, crucial to a successful accountability contract is an uncomfortable consequence. I mean this, uncomfortable. Michael described an accountability contract that he had with his girlfriend around exercise. But the consequences were small, not very uncomfortable, and maybe not even immediately enforceable. This isn't very effective. So let's do the opposite. The consequence has to be significant to you. Maybe somebody else wouldn't find it uncomfortable. But it's not their contract. It's yours. So the consequence has to be something that means something to you. It has to be something that is more uncomfortable than the task you are avoiding. Many people use a financial consequence because for many of us, we assign a certain value to our money and we are not willing to let our money go, especially if we can prevent it. If you are already worried about money, a financial consequence might fit in well because you know the stakes are high and if you don't accomplish the task of the contract. So make the consequence something you would really dislike doing. Michael identified that he hates to go shopping. So he made his consequence in the contract to be a shopping date with his mother or his sister. You'll be interested to know that he didn't tell them that, by the way. I guess he was hoping that maybe they wouldn't listen to the show. The final piece of a successful accountability contract is the commitment. This is an agreement with another person. One who will accept no excuses. Now, someone who believes in you and wants the best for you, but is also willing to confront your excuses and holds an expectation that you will get it done or you will experience the consequence. An accountability 
partner is better if they don't know so much about you. Someone that maybe you have a more casual relationship or a formal relationship with. You can even use a professional relationship or a, a business acquaintance. Family members, significant others, and best friends usually make poor accountability partners. While they may want the best for you, the power dynamics of the intimate or familiar relationship make enforcement of the contract rather difficult. Michael made a commitment to every listener on the show last week. Every one of you was his accountability partner. I'm happy to report that he did get that signature. And he even went a step further. He's put in a request for his transcripts, and he's awaiting their arrival so that he can submit a complete application packet. Congratulations, Michael. Your contract and commitment worked. Great job. So, you pick an accountability partner who will expect your best and hold you to it. Now, they're not going to impose any consequence that you didn't agree to. See, you write the contract, and you decide on the consequence. Their job is simply to check on you and to let you know that if you didn't complete the contract, you have to come up with the consequence, whatever it is. And there you have it. The keys to a successful accountability contract and a way to move yourself out of a procrastination pattern into action. And for those of you who use the I don't really know where I want to go excuse, action is the only way out. It really doesn't matter if you know where you're going until you take action follow through and actually complete the action plan, you have no hope of ever getting off that hamster wheel. Action, however small. Action, even if it is inefficient. Action is the only way out of procrastination. Action leads to success. Action leads to feeling good about yourself. Action changes more than your old pattern. Action changes your mind. That's right. Action creates a new nerve pathway in your brain. More action deepens that path. Repetition makes it a habit. A habit of action becomes your new pattern. You have changed your mind. Now, you can enjoy the results. What you get is what you expect. Give yourself the expectation that you are a person of action and allow yourself to become just that, a person of action. Initially, it doesn't matter what action you take. Even if it is inefficient or disorganized, just do something. Once you start to take action, it gets easier and easier. Once you get into action, it is easier to stay in action. Okay, sometimes it takes sheer force of will to start the action plan. I agree. But once you're in action, it is easier to stay in action. Isn't that the basic rule of physics? A body at rest tends to stay at rest. A body in action stays in action. All right, we're going to take a short break now. And when we return, we'll tie up a bow on this package. You're listening to Mary Beth Lodge on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the Stars of PR with Cindy Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Good morning. Welcome back. So we've described procrastination and some new strategies that you might use to reverse your procrastination pattern. And we've gone all the way through an awareness of how procrastination affects you, where you feel it in the body, a little exercise on how to reverse that pattern, how to begin to perceive yourself in action. And then we've talked about how to write down an action plan, how to develop an action plan, how to put a timeline on it. And finally, we described the accountability contract with some very, very specific points about what has to be in an accountability contract. So you have the tools now. You can reverse your procrastination pattern. So here's your challenge this week. It's still about taking action. So how have you spent this morning listening to me? Did you sit back and passively listen? Did you play it in the background while you were doing other things? Or did you sit down and really listen? Did you take notes? Did you write out an action plan? Did you write out the things that I asked you to write? What's your highest priority this week? What is it that on your list of things to do really, really are important? And which one or ones of those are you avoiding? Have you put it off so far? 
Well, first, let's evaluate it. Is that thing really important? Or is it just something that you've always done before, so you think you have to do it now? If it's really important, though, if it really is going to make a difference, if it's going to affect the joy that you can bring to someone else, then it becomes your top priority. So, if you have one of those, a task that you've been avoiding, but really is important to get done, use it and walk through what we've talked through today. Identify the pattern and then disrupt it. Set up an action plan. Put the timeline on it. Yeah, sometimes sheer force of will to get yourself going. Make it doable. Make it small steps so that you can get it done and that it's reasonable to do. And find a good accountability partner and make a contract. Why this week? Why am I bothering to bring this up on a holiday week? Well, it's because this is the week that offers the most distractions for probably the entire year. And this is the week when it's so easy to get caught up in stressing yourself more about all of the things that have to be done. Stressing yourself about feeling overwhelmed because there's so much to do. And I don't think it's necessary for you to get caught up in stressing yourself more with your procrastination. Just make a plan. Make a contract. And take the action. Get it done. You deserve to feel good about yourself. You know, you deserve to make this change. You truly make a difference in your world. And when you make this change today, you will make a great difference in the world around you. Now, I'd like to close today by going back to talk about gratitude one more time. You know, it seems to me that this is the time of year when there are many sounds that signal the time of year that it is. And I just thought that I'd like to share some of the sounds of gratitude that are unique to this time of the year. So I made a list of the sounds of gratitude. And the first thing on my list is the music. Yep, there's music that only gets played at this time of year. And some of it, yeah, I admit, it's aggravating, but some of it is just beautiful music. It's music for us to enjoy. It's music that's soothing. Music, perhaps, that's unlifting. Or sometimes it's music that's funny. But it's not only the music that I'm grateful for, but the ability to appreciate that music that's different. And the ability to hear that music. I have a family member who has pretty significant hearing loss. And I'm so grateful for the technology that allows that person to hear our conversations. That wouldn't have been possible in just a few years past. And I am very grateful for that technology that allows that to occur. I love the 
sound of children giggling when they play. I'm so grateful for that sound. And love to hear the kids outside my house, the neighborhood children, as they play in the yards. And especially at this time of year when they're outside, they're so excited. And I love that sound of excitement in a child's voice, don't you? As they anticipate what's coming next, as they anticipate this week. They love that anticipation as much as we do. I love the sound of conversation during a family gathering. You know, there's that gentle buzz of many voices all together, everyone talking, sharing, enjoying each other. I love the catching up with people I haven't seen, the conversations that I have with him, them about what's happened in the past year. For some of my family, I really do only get to see them once a year. And I'd love to learn what they've been up to. I'd love to listen all of the descriptions of the things that are happening in their lives. And as much as I love the noise of a gathering, I love the quiet when everyone goes home. I love that moment, that hush, when the house is empty again and it's so peaceful. And there's a satisfaction in knowing that this was a good collection of people, voices, warmth, and food. I love the sound of snowfall. It's not that I can hear the snow falling, but there is a hush, a muffling of sound when there's snow on the ground, especially when that snow is fresh, or especially when it's an evening or a nighttime snowfall. It is so quiet. And I appreciate the quietness as much as I appreciate the sound. I would invite you to pay attention to the sounds of this season and to truly appreciate the sounds, the sounds of joy and the sounds of peace, the sounds of quiet, the moment that allows you reflection and appreciation and gratitude. So, I've called you to action in two ways. One is the action to reverse your procrastination pattern. The other is the action of gratitude. Yep, taking action to get into gratitude. Even in gratitude, it requires that you do something. It requires that you call your attention. Call your attention into those things you're grateful for. That requires action on your part. So this week, you do deserve to feel good about yourself, and you deserve to enjoy all of the opportunities that this week holds. Take the action. Stay in gratitude. Be at peace. So go out there today. Make a difference in this world. Make it a great day. You truly deserve it. Thanks again for joining us for What Matters. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
We'll help you continue to make a difference next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff, and management.